Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year, and we are in the book of Ezekiel, chapters 31, 32, and 33. We know that um, God is speaking through the prophet Ezekiel while he's in Babylon. So he's part of the people who were exiled into Babylon, and God's using him to speak to the people, to help them change their ways, to help them change their heart, to renew their mind, get a new spirit, and they need to, once and for all, it's like God has warned, he has just begged his people to turn their turn from their ways to him, but it's come to a point where he's had enough. It's like, okay, I've got to really do something drastic so that all the people know that God is real. No more questions. No more just being swayed by this idol and that idol. And so in the previous chapters, um, from 25 to about 30, we were talking about what's happening, um, how God is going to deal with other nations besides Israel and Judah. And he's telling that through Ezekiel as well. And 31 and 32, I'm not going to go into great depth because if you like history, if you like all the details, then it's worth reading. But I can't really summarize it because it's something that your spirit has to get what it needs. There's no point in summarizing because ultimately 31, he's talking about what's going to happen to Pharaoh, but he's making this interesting correlation and... um and he uses symbolism. And the reason you can't really summarize that is because whatever your spirit needs to receive, only you can get it by reading it word for word. So I'm not going to summarize that. In chapter 32, it's kind of the same thing. He's saying to lament over Pharaoh. And then it goes into um, like more symbolism. And you might find something. Um, and then again, at the end, it is a big chapter, 32. It's a big chapter. The reason I'm kind of going, not going into it also, I want to get to chapter 33. Okay, so let's just say here we are, chapter 33. And I'm just going to read a lot and see where we go because, um, yeah, let's just see what happens. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, speak to your people and say to them, when I bring the sword against a land and the people of the land choose one of their men and make him their watchman, and he sees the sword coming against the land and blows the trumpet to warn the people. Then if anyone hears the trumpet, but does not heed the warning and the sword comes and takes their life, their blood will be on their own head. Since they heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not heed the warning, their blood will be on their own head. Oh, it repeated itself. If they had heeded the warning, they would have saved themselves. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people, and the sword comes and takes someone's life, that person's life will be taken because of their sin. But I will hold the watchman accountable for their blood. Wow, I would imagine that some people who are um, missionaries or evangelists, I bet they they feel this very heavy, that they've been called to be watchmen. And um, the sword is 
destruction. And so that's why they, it compels them um, to lead people to salvation. It, are we all the watchmen? Yep. Are you a watchman of your children, of your family, your friends? Is it your responsibility to pray over them, to tell them about God, to tell them, hey, there is a sword coming? Wow. Okay. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you wicked person, you will surely die. And you do not speak out to dissuade them from their ways. (laughs) The wicked person will die from their sin and will hold you accountable. I will hold you accountable for their blood. How real is that? Seeing someone doing something And oftentimes, like, it's like, well, hey, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to deal with it. Wow. But God sees. But but if you do warn the wicked person to turn from their ways and they do not do so, they will die for their sin, though you yourselves will be saved. Let's move on. Verse 10. Son of man, say to the Israelites, this is what you are saying. Our our offenses and sins weigh us down, and we are wasting away because of them. How can we live? Say to them, as surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die, people of Israel? You see? You see, you see, you see, people often think that God is just this, God's on a cloud that is just condemning and trying to hurt people or kill people. So wrong. Looking for sinners. So wrong. God is actually calling out and saying, please, please turn from your ways. Why are you doing this? Why, why are you making these choices in your life? Turn from your ways. God has, is giving us better options, not so we can live this prudish life and be miserable, so that we can actually experience freedom. Honestly, if you don't know freedom, it's worth seeking after. Because when you know freedom in your spirit, you know. It can't be explained. The feeling of having freedom in your spirit cannot be explained but it's worth pursuing because when you know, you know. It's a drastic difference when you have freedom in your spirit. But most people are walking around in so much tension and turmoil and angst, anxiousness, urgency. That's not a spirit of freedom. And it's worth pursuing. And that's what God is offering. He's not offering like, hey, I want you to live a stressed out like no 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 that's what the world is saying god is offering freedom therefore son of man say to your people if someone who is righteous disobeys that person that person's former righteousness will count for nothing and if someone who is wicked repents that person's former wickedness will not bring condemnation the righteous person who sins will not be allowed to live even though they were formerly righteous. So in other words, good works, say you do good works, but then 
that's not going to get you to heaven. That's not going to even, um, like, let's say you did really good things and then all of a sudden you did something bad. Your spirit will die on this reality and then you'll deal with the consequences at the end of your life if you do not turn away from your sin. It's really very simple. And it doesn't, the only reason people struggle with it is because they haven't let go of the strongholds in their life. It's true. It's their arrogance and pride that blocks the door of freedom. And freedom is letting go of those strongholds and renewing. It's like God is so clear. He's saying, renew your heart, get a new spirit, like revive your spirit, awaken your spirit. Renew your mind, renew your spirit, and you'll experience freedom. He's so clear. It's crazy pants. Okay. Oh, we go into detail about Jerusalem's fall. Oh, at the end of chapter 33. As for you, son of man, this is the end. I'm going to read the very last paragraph. As for you, son of man, your people are talking together about you by the walls and the doors of the houses, saying to each other, come and hear the message that has come from the Lord. My people come to you as they usually do and sit before you to hear your words, but they do not put them into practice. Their mouths speak of love, but their hearts are greedy for unjust gain. Indeed, to them you are nothing more than one who sings love songs with a beautiful voice and plays an instrument well, for they hear your words, but do not put them into practice. When all this comes true, and I surely will, then they will know that a prophet has been among them. So Ezekiel sits down, they all come around him, they're listening to the prophetic word, but they're not putting it into practice yet. But they will. So common, even today. People are speaking truth, but we, li- we don't really listen. We go, oh yeah, that's really nice. Until it affects your own personal life in a drastic way. Then you're like, oh my gosh, that was so true. That means everything that person was saying was probably true. It's just the human nature. Okay, my friends, that was chapter 31, 32, and 33. Encourage, I encourage you to go back and read. And of course, chapter 33 has so much to unpack for us personally. And um, that's why I wanted to read so much of it. All right, have a great day and I shall see you very soon.